that and which we already going to cover anyway. We talked about, I think, something about like the business model. Maybe, you know, what would an LLC, you know, as well, what, what is an LLC versus a sole proprietorship and what's the mm-hmm. benefit, benefits or, or the pros and cons? I think Jack has a little bit of a knowledge that, to share. Um, Mary, I've actually got to step out here for a moment. Could I jump back on in here in about five minutes? Okay, then he, this, okay. Is, uh, this is where me and Maria is going to pick up then. Okay. Okay, so the LLC versus sole proprietorship. The only reason why I want to talk about it is because I have somebody question me. You know, actually that the person was asking me, hey, you know, how do I pay myself? And then so I'm like, I received the call, you know, and I was like, what do you mean? How are you going to pay yourself as a business owner? And then he said, well, how am I going to pay myself? And also my um, uh, friend, I wouldn't say friend, actually, it's a girlfriend who, 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 you know, who works with me. How am I going to pay her? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, compensate her. And I'm like, first thing I have to identify is how is this business set up? You know, and mm-hmm. I said, well, are you a sole proprietorship or are you an LLC? And he said a sole proprietorship. So I had to explain the difference between an LLC and a sole proprietorship and in compensation. And and I noticed that the more I went into it, the more he's like, because he's like getting all this information from me, the more he's like, whoo, that was a lot to digest. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, then you know what? I only have 10 minutes because he was training, right? So it's not like I can sit there for an hour and explain it to him. So I figured I'll cover it in this episode. So that way for any listeners out there who doesn't know the difference between a sole proprietorship and an LLC, I will go ahead and cover it. Now, folks, this is from my experience and from what I know dealing with LLC attorney, you know, um, and and yes, when you're going to LLC your business, you have to hire an attorney because if you don't, when you do your filing as far as paperwork, you want to make sure that it's done right. Because if it's not done right, I would hate for you to find out five years, 10 years from the time that you filed it and you are in the predicament that you're getting sued, that you are not protect- protected. You know what I mean? You know, or your business is not protected. So I don't want you or I don't want anyone out there to be in that predicament. So that's why it's always better to play it safe and hire an expert that will do what it is that you want them to do. So in this case, the difference between sole proprietorship and an LLC is that if you are just starting, yes, you can you can um, start as a sole proprietorship until maybe, because that's how we started, until we have the funds, you know, because when we're a small business owner and we're just starting, we don't have the financial resources yet, right? Or we don't have a lot of resources compared to big companies that have all this stuff already, correct? Mm-hmm. So the way we did it, it's like a step process. You know, I had it all figured out already. So we started as sole proprietorship. And then from there, I knew I wanted to protect our business that in case we get sued or we're in a lawsuit, that our assets are protected. Because folks, when you are in the lawsuit, you know, don't quote me on this, but this is what I know that attorneys, 
would not only go after your business assets, they will also go after your personal assets. Isn't that right, Maria? I think so. Okay. But, you know, John, well, I don't know a lot about this, to be honest okay. with you. But John would say, if you don't have liability insurance, uh-huh. you're, you're setting yourself up for troubles. So don't think that you're completely protected just because you're an LLC, because mm-hmm. you still need liability insurance. That's so important. Mm-hmm. He says, I cannot stress enough. You need it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. it's almost like a mandatory or like it's a must when yes. you own a business to have some kind of insurance yes. to also protect you. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. So, so from my understanding is that when there's a lawsuit, the attorneys usually go after everything you have if mm-hmm. you're getting sued. You know what I mean? Whether that's business assets or personal assets. So that's why you want to separate those two. What you own for yourself you want to separate from your business that's why you're doing the llc because you're it's a different it's a separate entity so you can either i'm going to go i'm going to slow and go an extra step here to explain stuff so there's an llc and there's a incorporation so some companies like maybe the fortune 500s they have filed like corporations like incorporated so that's why if you see some of their names sometimes it would say a c so that means it's a corporation just because they are big companies with that have um probably shareholders you know and investors you know under their umbrella so for us small business owners llc is really the i think for my opinion is the best way to go right and the reason because the reason being is because when you do an LLC, in reality, the way the attorney explained it to me is that when you have your sales revenue minus your expenses, and then your bottom number is your profit, where in an LLC, the business is not supposed to really make any profit. That's what that's what uh you know my attorney explained to me because that bottom number actually I'm trouble hearing you <laughs> sorry that was my phone because in reality is the bottom number becomes your distribution in an llc setup so the way it works with an llc is that your sales revenue minus your expenses so if you're paying yourself like a w-2 like a payroll, if let's say I'm a business owner and I'm an LLC, I have to be on a payroll, have to file W-2, that's a must, as well as the distribution. So whatever the bottom number is supposed to split like 50-50. That's what the, basically, that's what our government's looking for, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so what happens is that whatever that bottom number is becomes your distribution and it kind of flow into your, personal income tax when you file your personal income tax return. So the corporation, the difference between the LLC and the corporation is that it's more complicated. And also, I don't want to get into it because by 2003, 2004, I already LLC the business. Mm -hmm. That's how quick I am. Yes. Huh? Yes, that's 2003, I guess, is when that really took off and a lot of 
LLCs came about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, why do you want to LLC it and not stay as a sole proprietorship, right? Well, because of lawsuits, you know, if somehow, you know, for those mobile dent guy, let's say they're doing some mobile work on a customer's house and let's say the customer came out and tripped on one of the tools that's laying around there and they got hurt and they decide to sue that dent guy or that dent company, well, you are really exposed and you're not protected. You know what I mean? And it goes from your business assets to your personal assets because that's what attorneys usually do. They go after you for everything you have. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I didn't want to sound like that, but that's what it is. Yeah, right. That is. That is. Yeah. So are you going to say something? No. 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 Okay. Keep going. You're, you're doing okay. Good. Okay. So, so anyways, um, the question that he had for me was how does he pay himself? So I told him if you're a sole proprietorship, yes, you can just pay yourself directly, but it's advisable to LLC your business so you can be protected. From and then like what you said, Maria, you know, as a reminder, you still need to have some kind of insurance, right? Mm -hmm. For your business. So if you do get sued, then your insurance will kick in for those lawsuits because who knows, you can be getting sued for a million dollars or $2 million. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and and for medical expenses those can get really really high so that's why you want you have to do the right thing the first time you set up your business and then so sole proprietorships he can just compensate himself directly and then i advise him that eventually you wanna as you get bigger you wanna llc your business so for business owners that have llc the way they will compensate themselves, usually the government want 50-50, 50% your payroll and 50% your distribution because if they see that you're paying more on distribution, that would be a red flag for them to say, hey, wait a minute, let's audit this company. You don't want to get audited. I'm just telling you that now because once you get audited for, let's say, that particular year that they want to see your books, they can check also your records from the previous years they can go five years back and they're gonna nitpick everything and then the next thing you know you have all these fees and penalties and can you imagine if you didn't do your books the right way too you're kind of like i guess again i'm gonna say bad word screwed <laughs> so anyway so i explained that to him and and thanks for coming back, Jack. I'm almost to the end of my uh, explanations between sole proprietorship and LLC. You know what I, know, I mean? I was because bummed I had to step out. I was like, dang no, it. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And, um, and, and what I told Maria, because you weren't here, that the reason why this conversation came up is because somebody asked me how he's going to compensate himself once he starts his business. So the first thing I need to identify was how did he set up his business? You know, the business model, is he an LLC yep. or, or a sole proprietorship? And I found out that he was a sole proprietorship. So I was telling the listeners and also Maria that 
in the beginning, if you're starting your business, it's okay to start as a sole proprietorship, but as you get bigger and you have, you have more financial resources, because you do have to hire an attorney to just get it done the right way. The first time, um, to hire an attorney to do your LLC filings, you know what I mean? And I don't know if you want to share anything about, um, the LLC, because I know you said you're an LLC too, isn't it? Yeah, I, I set my business up right away as a LLC filing as an S Corp. I'm paid a salary from my company, same amount every month. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the year, I can give myself a bonus. I've got 401k with company match. The company pays for my health insurance, um, dental and vision. Mm -hmm. And, you know, car insurance pays for all my gas in the company truck or, you know, truck that I use for company. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. That's a very good idea. Yes. Do you have liability insurance on top of that? Uh, li like business liability insurance, garage keepers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess all that. Is, is there something more than that you mean? I think no, that's what you meant. Because when I was talking to John about this last night, he was like, you know, don't think that you're bulletproof because you're an LLC. You know, because yeah. attorneys will go after everything, as Mary was saying. And so even though, you know, you've got the attorney, you know, the inch, you know, they'll go after you. So get the insurance and make sure that you're provided for in that way also. So it looks like you're doing and I like that you brought up S Corp because that's, you know, you can save, you know, it's good for tax purposes. Oh, yeah. Pass through entity. Um, another thing I know that when I started my business was uh, I already had separate accounts. But in no way do try to do almost no paying yourself back because it's basically considered piercing the corporate veil, which is a whole other discussion um, on when you start making purchases for your, I don't know how to even explain it properly, but basically keep all your business expenses 100% business oriented and personal and completely yes, separate. That's hard to do. I want to buy something for A1 and John's like, did you use the card? And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, so then he, has to, then he has to go through all that to pay me back and all that. And I'm like, I just didn't think it seemed like such a little thing. I was just yep. getting pizzas for the guys. It's some, it's so-and-so's birthday. And he's mm. like, you have to, and I just don't think that way. But he, you know, he's like, it is a big deal. And I've gotten into trouble for that. So yeah. Yeah. Be because apparently what I've been told is if you get sued, your company and there's records of that, then it's considered it's able to be tied back to you. So the purpose of an LLC is to remove liability from myself. If you don't separate your banking, that can create a bond between you and your LLC to where then they can now sue you as a person. So, yeah. So don't tell I bought pizzas and then he had to pay me. Don't tell. Um, but no, but yeah, it's a big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something about John telling you, well, I say the same thing to Mike. I said, did you use this for the business or this one for your personal stuff? He said, I get confused which one, which card should I use? That's why when we, you know, when he goes to ultra, I, I told, I, you know, I told him just have them call me and I'm going to give them the proper cards for this, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it is that he's doing. So that yeah. way it eliminates for me. I mean, it eliminates an extra step for me to, to fix it in the books, because yeah. if it shows up on my bank account, when I reconcile my bank statement with my QuickBooks, it has to match. 
So mm-hmm. like what you said, Maria, if you purchase something and then and then you kind of commingle that, you have to undo it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to put it yeah. back. Yeah. You can borrow from your business, but then you have to put it back. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's one of those things that oh, I hate doing the books, but I have to. You know, I have to be uh, organized as far as that uh, because because of uh, uh, audit. I have friends that have been audited. And that's another thing, too. I did an episode about, you know, uh, if you ever get audited, hire an attorney. I mean, I know people are probably saying, Mary, what is wrong with you? You are the person that's just like, hire an attorney, hire an attorney. Not everyone have the financial resources. But the way I'm looking at it, I'm trying to minimize my, my uh, uh I'm trying to minimize the damage, right? Because if I don't and I try to handle it, you know, myself and I somehow mess up, it might cost me more money in the long run, correct? So I usually Mm -hmm. hire the experts to, you know, do this kind of stuff for me rather than me trying to do it, you know? Okay. Anyways, do you guys have something to share that you want to bring on this episode? I know we, I have some like kind of a list here, such as choices and decisions that we make in life. I mean, they go hand in hand. Any thoughts? Yeah, well, I was going to say, when I asked Jack about how does he handle the adjusters, you know, do you come at them aggressively like this is what I'm worth? or do you try to get on their side? I I think it serves everyone well, best I should use, to come with people with understanding. And I see where you're coming from and you know, trying to work with them. I think that's a good rule of thumb. And I, I think it's good that you did that, Jack, and it worked well for you there. But- yeah, you know, and, and read books like, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, the books I showed a little bit earlier. So like there's literally books on working with insurance companies. So delay, deny, defend the good from good hands, the boxing gloves, the dark side of insurance. So, I mean, these are literally books written of how to work with insurance companies. Well, to, 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 I don't even like to use the term battle, but essentially that's what it is. Battle like this. Let me, well, today I learned something. I didn't know that you can request for uh, another claim adjuster if you're not getting along yeah. with the one that you are, you are assigned with. Yep. So is that something you learn from reading that books or? No, that, that was something, something I learned, learned from, from, from the, from hail damage, you know, texts and stuff, guys that travel around or shops that deal with a lot of insurance work. Uh, that was okay. something I learned from them. Um, I don't remember exactly who specifically, but um, it's just a, I guess it was just a thing. And I've, and I've talked with body. I used to work in a body shop prior to doing paintless dent repair. Um, we had never had that kind of pushback that I recall anyways. Um, but certain shops that I now work with have where they've, you know, basically kicked an adjuster out of the shop, which is, seems a little extreme to me, but hey, it is what it is. So not my deal. So. Wow. That's neat to know. Yeah, it's like kick someone out of the shop. Wow, that's 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 a big thing. Well, but- unfortunately, a lot of adjusters. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but some of them have a, a big ego. Um, and I, 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 I know we've got one locally around here that I swear he just loves to fight. It doesn't matter what it is. 
I mean, it, and I've talked with a, a body shop with this guy on it, and he they've said the same exact thing. And I'm like, I think this guy just really likes to argue. Whatever. I mean, it's kind of his job, essentially. I, I don't really like to. That's not really, I guess, true. But I think uh -huh. he really likes doing that. So whatever. He, he likes to be confrontational. But then how do you actually... I mean, that's like an opposite of what I'm thinking, you know, you want to be on their good side. So that way you will have this relationship. It's almost like a, I think you and I, Maria, have talked about building relationship with people, whether it's your friends, your family, your kids, or even the people that you work with. So that way things will be easier, right? And they can trust you. So the end goal here is to have that trust with one another. So if you're in a business kind of relationship then you guys can like work together and so sol in solving a problem right so but if you create an enemy that you're supposed to be getting a i don't know like money from you know or getting something approved from like a company and if you're being hostile how are you gonna like convince them to be on your side or on your team i mean that's kind of like to me, I think I'm looking at ego. Don't you think, Jack? Like, this yeah. is what I'm saying. The decisions we make and the choices we make, my approach will be different. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, I mean, you'd have to, you know, be able to read the person. Obviously, this is something that's better done in person, um, not over the phone, like so many of the visual or virtual adjusters are now. You know, everybody's on the phone, so you can't read any type of body language. You can't read their, you know, anything at all, their face, nothing. Um, so it makes it very difficult to interact with them and the insurance companies know this. That's why they're going that route. I mean, on top of, you know, the, you know, pandemic that we had last year and stuff like that. Uh, I, I quite frankly, I don't think we're going to see adjusters out in the field for a long, long time, if not ever again, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, maybe like big cat teams and stuff like that for hail damage, but little, you know, little shops like mine where they're coming, you know, every once in a while here, there, whatever. Um, I don't think it's going to be a thing anymore. So everything is like, what, just send the photos and virtual stuff. Cause that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. That's what happened with me. Like mm -hmm. they said, Oh, click this link. And then we connected that way. And then I showed my car that way. When well, I I've talked, I've talked with adjusters and asked them about that. And they're like, man, you know, like even the ones that were like, I know the one guy, he was like, I was like, man, so how you liking working from home? He's like, dude, I hate it. I, I want to get out. I want to interact with people. I want to go see shops. I want to be out. But that's just their company policy now to where he's like, I just sit at home. He's like, I still go on the weekend and go golfing. I still travel. I do all my regular stuff. But company policy is not to leave the house. And I said, have you ever not? Have you ever had to leave? And he's like, very, very, very rare situations. But typically, if they do that, the insurance company will hire a subcontracted company, a third party adjuster to handle that for mm -hmm. whatever reasons. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I can imagine that uh, being hard now, Jack, because, you know, if you think about it, let's say the way I'm looking at it, let's say I'm a claim adjuster and I'm trying to uh, estimate this or quote this damage the right way. Right. And you are dealing with customers who's holding a camera and they don't know how to take pictures or they don't know which angle they need to go and you're trying to explain it to them it's almost like you know human talking to an alien right so it will be frustrating <laughs> on my end because i'll be like no because i have to deal with that with my customers you know i said send me that's why i always say send me two or three photos 
And please, I go an extra step. I tell them how to do it because once I get or receive the picture, sometimes they're either too close. I can't see what panel I'm looking at or whether even if it's a bumper or a, you know, a door or a quarter panel. So, or either that they'll take a picture that's so close like this. It's like one dimension. I can't see the dent, especially if it's a small thing. So I tell them, you got to go in an angle. You know what I mean? And then they say, oh, no, the light hits it. I have, you know, it's like you can't really see it. I said, you know what? I am always like teaching them to solve the problem. I said, they said, it's so small, you can't see it. I said, you know what? Then guess what? Hold your phone this way. <laughs> point it with your index finger where that dent is and go in an angle. So that way I can see it because they swore you that it's not going to show up on the picture so now i can't imagine those claim adjusters who's trying to make it work with limited resources or limited you know in that kind of situation mm -hmm. it's frustrating i'm sure yeah oh man i've had them take pictures from in their apartment complex through a screen window before <laughs> you can't like, be serious what? I'm not even kidding. I wish I wasn't. I wish I was kidding. I am not even kidding. It was like a, I think it was like a Dodge Charger that basically needed a door. And I'm like, you know, they contacted me about some dent repair. And they're like, yeah, I got a small dent or whatever. And I'm like, well, send me a few photos and stuff. And I'm like, really, you couldn't take a worse possible photo. You couldn't even step outside. I mean, literally like second floor of the apartment complex through the screen. So it's all, you know, fuzzy looking. And then you could just vaguely see that it was a Dodge Charger. And it obviously needed a door at least, if not, you know, probably part of the whole side painted. So, oh, oh my, well. oh my God. Oh, I have some customers that actually I have to educate them because it's, you know, and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to uh, say bad things about women, but obviously women have less knowledge about cars, right? They don't know, some of them don't know what's the bumper part of their car or what's the panel or, you know, front fender or quarter panel or yeah, they, they can't, they said, Oh, I have a damage on my bumper. Come to find out it's the front fender. I'm like, it's not the bumper. It's the front <laughs> fender. So now the estimate's going to be higher because it's two different metals, right? Yeah. One is plastic and one is not. Or sometimes I'll ask questions. Well, which one is it? Oh, you know, the metal bumper. I said, no, no, no. Most bumpers nowadays are plastics, unless it's rubber, right? Depending on what year and make and model the car. So, yeah, so they, they will, you know, I mean, that's how I pick, you know, from what they're saying, I pick up stuff right away and then I kind of correct it. So I try to eliminate, I know most of the people in the industry have gone to like send me pictures to give estimates so that way, because there are, there are other customers out there who doesn't want to stop by at the shop. I mean, we're busy, right? Mm -hmm. We work Monday to Friday. And then the weekends that you have off, you want to do stuff for yourself rather than being stuck at the body shop doing errands. So mm -hmm. usually I try to eliminate the going back and forth by giving them already a direction of what they need to do to eliminate extra steps mm -hmm. for my customers to do. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they can get frustrated too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I think we're moving on to, I'm going back, making decisions because that particular stuff that I just mentioned, that's the decisions that I made to 
not only for me, so that way it's less headache for me to go back and forth with my customers, but also for the customers who can get frustrated just by going back and forth. Because as much as I am busy, they are also busy too. So I think the message I'm sending here, it's it's really important to think through, think through your decision or the choices we make. You know what I'm saying? Because the choices we make in life or even the decisions we make in life affect our future. You know, whether it's business or personal life, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, nope. like with Maria, Maria made a choice that, you know what? I'm going to make this experience positive. You now have a positive outlook and your mindset is different now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. You can't, I mean, anytime you go through any type of struggle, you're going to learn something. And just like what you're talking about taking pictures, you know what you get when you tell them, send me a picture. You know it's going to be a back and forth. So just give it to them how they should do it to begin with. I think that's very wise because most people, they've never had to think about anything like this. Most women buy a car because it looks good. You know, they don't know the parts and pieces of a car. You know, they just, and now they've got a dent on their beautiful car. They don't know how to, They've never done that before. As to where dent techs, you know exactly how to show where that dent looks at its worst, you know, but they've never had to even think about that. And anytime you're learning something new, you're just, you don't know what to do. You don't know at all. Mm -hmm. And um, you're right, Mary, people are so busy. You know, they just want one and done. I want to call this person and get it taken care of, done. And go on to the next thing on their list. And then when you call them back and you've got to have them go back out there and take another picture, it just automatically puts them on a, I don't have time for this, you know? So I think it's great that you give them everything you can right up front. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even as a mom, I kind of coach my kids with that. I'm like, we're going to go here and you can expect X, Y, Z. What's going to happen here? And People will expect you to act X, Y, Z in this, in this scenario here. And, and we go and they're like, oh yeah, this is what's happening. X, Y, Z. And I know how to act here and they do it. And so it, people like feeling comfortable and like they've done the right thing. So I think it's good that you prepare them for that. So, you know, just yeah, like, so yeah. So I was so going to say, putting it back with my thing, once I've gone through this, you know, and I teach the yoga class, I tell my students every day, I said, we inhale, the body rises up. We exhale, the body falls. But then we inhale again. Life is full of ups and downs. And you just need to know that's what happens. That's life. There are ups and there are downs. But you know what? It swings back up. So just wait for it. <laughs> you know, wait for it. So I think that's one of the things I learned. And anytime you're talking with people or having an issue or, you know, just prepare them for what's ahead. I think people like to know what's coming. Mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. I, I like to know. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I love that Jack's got all the books because I love to read books about personal development, business and that sort of thing. And um, you can learn a lot. 
and you don't even have to experience them yourself. You can just learn a lot from watching others, what goes well, what doesn't, from listening to others, like Jack found out through Hale, you know, dealing with Hale technicians, not dealing, but working with them. You can request another adjuster. You know, you can learn a lot through books like, hey, this is, this is, somebody's been through something and they're sharing their experience with me. And so I feel like a lot of my um, choices I make are based on the books I've read, the things I've seen, the things I've heard from others, and it all goes together, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's me on the other hand, I like to, I think I've mentioned it to uh, Jack before. I like to hang out with, I would say, what's considered senior citizens? Like in their 70s or 80s, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to hang out with those, you know, those um, uh, age group just uh -huh. because they have a lot to share. They have a lot of wisdoms to share with me, you know? And I'm one of those person that's like very, very curious. I guess maybe since I was a little kid, I'm like, I question everything, right? Mm -hmm. I think in one of my podcasts, I talked about, I was questioning myself when I was seven or, no, no, actually eight or nine years old. What's my purpose here on earth? What's my purpose in life? You know, because I'm here for a reason, right? What am I supposed to do? So, so I'm a very, very inquisitive person. So I question everything and hanging out and having conversations with those um, generation, like the people that are in their 80s or 90s, you know, they have a lot to share. They've seen a lot. They've seen the depression. They've seen what? World War II, um, what? Vietnam War, right? Mm -hmm. So I like talking to them because they have a lot to share. And, and the fact that their hearts are always in a good place. They just want to help. They want to teach you so that way you can like thrive being here and they teach you life lessons. So those are the people that I like to have conversations. So, and, and I also like to place myself being uh, in different age group, you know, like I like to talk to the teenagers because mm -hmm. I have teenagers and I like to talk to people that are in my generation. And then I like to talk to people that are all way older than me. Cause I can see, you know, I kind of, you know, um, uh, close the gap, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys heard long, long time ago, or maybe your parents would say stuff when you guys were little, I don't know about you generation, you know, you guys, you guys are hard to figure out, you know, why do you do the things that you do? Right. Like our, you know, our parents talks like this to us, you know, like my mom, even with my mom, I'm like, I don't understand my mom. Anyways, I don't know how long we're here. <laughs> I think it's been a while now. Any listeners out there, I'm saying goodbye. And goodbye, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Bye, everyone. Thanks for watching and listening.